It feels like Halloween. It does? And it's November 9th. Uh, I feel like it feels like April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day? Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) I feel like it's a mix of April Fool's Day and Halloween. Because it's scary and and someone's playing a trick on us? Yeah. And it feels like Friday the 13th and Halloween and April Fool's Day all in one day. (laughs) Unbelievable. Well, welcome to uh, another edition of uh, our movie reviews here on the Herald of Modcast, because we still have a life to get on with, and it's filled with comic book characters and movies. Yeah, this is us keeping on, keeping on. (laughs) Gotta just, can't stop. Gotta just keep working. So this is a review of Doctor Strange, which is in theaters now. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch. Listen to this awesome cast. She would tell Elgia Four. How do you pronounce his name? I think it's Elgia Four. Elgia Four. Rachel McAdams, Mads Michelson, Tilda Swinton, Benedict Wong. Uh, it's directed by Scott Dickerson, who wrote Sinister. Oh, I like Sinister. Yeah, I like the first one. And he co-wrote the script along with a bunch of other people. Cool. And uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays a surgeon who is an arrogant but brilliant surgeon who... He's kind of like Tony Stark before he became Iron Man. That's, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Except he's a surgeon and not a weapons designer or whatever. But it's a similar thing. He's like a playboy, arrogant. Has a lot of money. Snarky. Has a lot of money. Likes to one-up people. You know, hasn't hasn't had that whole uh, scrooged turn of uh, events where he <laughs> learns the errors of his ways. Well, he does because uh, he gets in a car accident and loses his use of his hands. Yeah, it's really funny because they didn't make the accident very hand specific. It's literally mm-hmm. just a nasty car accident. I mean, it was a cool scene the way that car just eats it and it flips. Like You see a lot of car accidents in movies, but that, mm-hmm. that one stood out as like, holy shit. Yeah. Like they really made it feel... Like you really felt the impact on that, and, you know, and he, he sort of left hanging upside down, half into the water of some sort of pier or whatever. But when he wakes up, his hands are in these pins in mm. the in the ho- hospital room. I feel like they could have done a little more to like make it more hand specific of an injury. Yeah, because you're wondering how that exactly yeah. happened. I don't know. In the comic books, I don't is know. That, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure that's you know maybe not that he had to get his hands stuck in a fucking pizza com- oven or something. <laughs> But, you know, just something where it's like, my hands, what about my hands? Yeah. Like, where there's airbags in a car, like, what was he doing? Was he waving to someone outside of his car <laughs> before he crashed or something? That's true. How how would you not? Because you would think you'd break your neck or your legs. That's or, usually what yeah. happens. Like, you know, he had, you know, big puffy eye and cut up face from the glass, but there was nothing that was so hand specific. That's true. You know, it's funny that you say this because I didn't even think about that at the time. You're completely right. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just overlook it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's a car accident, you know? People aren't... It's not like the studies show that, like, hands are a big (laughs) injury in car accidents. That's true. Surgeon's hands. Well, he finds himself desperately trying to cure himself with, you know, Western medicine, and when that fails and all his money is gone, he seeks Eastern medicine, 
Uh, and he, by way of Benjamin Brad, yeah, say, playing basketball with his buddies. Well, we find out had a, a an injury that you couldn't come back from, and he did. And he basically tells him he went to Tibet, and uh, it was the Himalayas or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, met a guy who has a secret door, and then inside the door, <laughs> it's like, what? How did you like find? He's like playing a pickup game in New York, and he's like, you really want to know the real secret? It's magic, yeah. super magic. <laughs> like it's like it's kind of a stretch. Like I feel. Feel like they could have pieced that together a bit better than just some tip from a stranger on the street like you got to go to the himalayas and yeah get some special magic for yourself well, he doesn't tell him it's magic he says you know he just says that's where you're seeking and he and he goes and he you know he with his arrogance and his ways and he and he meets chuatel who ends up helping him into meet the the ancient one who tilda Squint, swinton place yeah you know it's still the swint chidawell is like her right hand man and he plays mordo who in the comics is baron mordo yeah who is a very significant character and ultimately becomes the enemy yes Uh, and we'll talk about more of that later but uh is they so he goes on a quest you know he's kind of reminds me of the uh nolan Batman Begins. It is like a Batman Begins where he's got the beard, he's got no money, he's got a backpack, that's it. He's up in the fucking Himalayas with, you know, the locals and stuff, and he's trying to find this random place. I forget what it was called. Cartridge or (laughs) cartilage or something. I don't know. Karma, I forget. Yeah, Karma Chuda. Whatever. Yeah, and so, and then these guys pick a fight with him, they want to mug him. And then out of left field comes Chudowell and like kicks all their asses with special magic. And he's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "Are you looking for the secret door?" And he's like, <laughs> "You damn it!" He's like, "Did Benjamin Bratt send you here?" And he's like, "How did you know?" <laughs> yeah, he did. He told me that he had a freaking. He was paralyzed from the sternum down, and he just walked his way out of the secret door. And now he gets to play basketball with his buddies. And he he meets Tilda Swinton, and he's very arrogant, and he doesn't. He's he's trying to he's just like here cure me and he she's trying to sort of tell him that it's not that simple and that it's a different kind of philosophy that they practice. He's and like, well, I could have gone down to the freaking patchouli shop for this kind of medicine. You know what I mean? Like he thought it was just super yeah. like superficial, false ass Eastern medicine herbs and nonsense. Right. But turns out it's a lot more than herbs and nonsense, folks. It's magic, sorcery, sorcery, it's and powerful. And we find out that inner there's inner mind, a, sorcery, psychic, kinetic, inner different dimensions, astral planes, and I mean, I have to say, when the when he's first introduced, like Tilda Swin sort of does this sort of super guru Buddha move that knocks his soul out of his body, and he goes on this giant sort of spiraling journey mm. through time and space itself and the, that was probably some of the coolest cgi i've ever seen yeah. in a marvel movie visually it was stunning there's so much i mean the very opening sequence is mads michelson who's the we find out is the bad guy yeah, he's the bad guy he we're introduced to him in a sequence they don't really explain i mean just sort of out of the gate him going to you know visit these other monks or well he, you know. he goes to the carthage place to their library to steal yeah. a spell and then 
Tilda Swinton chases him all through New York or London or whatever, and then she enacts a sort of like time bending spell or the mm-hmm. space space bending spell where everything sort of goes up on its end and everything's very like diametric and yeah really sort of uh what's the word like the buildings it's sort of like uh, inception where the buildings are folding yes. on themselves and going horizontal and yeah going vertical where they once were horizontal and folding in on themselves and yeah. changing at her whim she can control space it's uh, interesting it's well, really like cool looking through looking. a kaleidoscope it almost. is like a kaleidoscope where you're turning it and it's spinning and it's all uh you know perfectly uh you know angled shapes and stuff very architecturally interesting and the production design was magnificent i mean so yeah, the it, cgi is really the good. cgi is phenomenal i, I mean, usually don't care about cgi but this is worth noting this is where it lends itself well you know yeah to create that doctor strange world it really works yeah so he kind of gets with the program he decides he's going to learn from them and he learns quickly flash forward to him sort of being thrust in the center of the story, having to help defend the the uh, their home Sacred bases, place, which yeah. there are like four of them on Earth in Hong Kong, yeah, and and London, they, and New York, and well, also and like, in the the Tibet one. And the the four of them create this sort of barrier to keep like a spiritual magic barrier to protect them from that Dormammu demon guy that can come and wants to like eat earth kind of like galactus yeah and so if you take out one of them the, sh- the shield gets weaker so that there's they have guardians in new york and london and fucking russia or wherever the fuck the other one is and in hong the, kong hong kong and so they have guardians and then mads michelson being the bad guy is trying to take out these four sort of pillar places because so, he's summoning the demon he yeah. wants his p he but it's interesting because He's a bad guy, but yet at the same time, he's talking about wanting to create a better place for the world. So yeah. in some weird delusion of, of the characters, he, he believes he's, he's doing good for the world somehow. Right, and he feels that Tilda Swinton being in charge of everything and like her world, her word being the final word and stuff is not not better. It's like not safer or better. Or it's unfair and... And we and we sort of find out that that's true in some respects, you know. There's yeah. So she we we sort of find out that she's not exactly the great, uh, positive, all powerful leader that everyone hopes she is. Yeah, the Ben Kenobi like she is, but she's been doing some sort of unscrupulous stuff, sort of going against her own teachings, and she's saying she's doing that to protect everyone because it's the only way you can fight dark forces with using dark forces or some shit like that. It's essentially keeping her, she's tapping into the dark side so she stays aligned, alive and young, and young forever. And to be the most powerful, but then, and, and so that, I guess that's Matt Michelson's argument is that like, what you're doing is unethical and wrong, yeah. just so you can stay in power. And she's saying, I'm staying in power because I'm a fair leader and I'm not crazy like you, Mads Michelson. You want to take over the universe. Yeah, but I mean, to me, I'd like to have seen a more meaty development of those two characters and that whole storyline because that's interesting. Yeah. Dr. Strange, I mean, Cumberbatch is Cumberbatch. She's awesome. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. The cast, this is definitely the best acting portrayals in a marvel movie i mean performances yeah, yeah performances by far for sure the the cast the is actual cast yeah. outside of like rachel mcadams eh, she was fine she but was she's fine. definitely sort of whatever b 
but uh, it was a great cast, great acting. But the the character of Doctor Strange to me went from zero to sixty of being this arrogant dickhead to like coming around apprentice yeah all of a sudden now like he's the fucking chosen one yeah he was the chosen one pretty quick and they sort of reaccepted him into the fold very quickly because he was like oh this is stupid i'm out of here and then she's like and then she gives him that little fucking like soul punch or whatever and he's like teach me teach me she's like no and then he he leaves and like literally they get the one notice of thing where cheetah wells like he's been out there for five hours shouldn't we let him back in she's like okay yeah yeah yeah. i thought he would have had to have gone through a couple trials to prove himself worthy yeah like it should say like six months later and he's still there and he wants to learn and then they finally agree but it was just like "Eh, let him back in we'll treat him you know it was sort of like really sudden very sudden and to me because a lot of this to me was a ripoff of nolan's batman begins visually a lot of the storylines a lot of that and where nolan succeeded in those three films i think is that he let the story tell itself. The writing was so good. And what Marvel does a lot is they have this blueprint and it's it's never a clearly developed story. No, and they don't really. It's, the story is sort of secondary to just selling you on the character and the universe, yeah. the multiverse. Because they're already incorporating the whole multiverse language into this movie. Mm-hmm. They're incorporating more of the Infinity Stones to set up the whole Infinity Crisis, Infinity Gauntlet series. Because Benedict Cumberbatch, once he becomes Doctor Strange... And there's a whole running gag about how he's Mr. Strange and he's Mr. Doctor, Doctor Strange. Yeah. And it kind of wears thin. Uh, but though he has like a the eye of time or whatever, and it's the green infinity stone. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. So it's the time infinity stone. Well, from a you know business perspective, Marvel has been genius in connecting their worlds. And oh, yeah. setting up each story, each film, each character connecting to each other and yep. and so but it, it it has a blueprint and that blueprint is not particularly story driven no and that blueprint takes precedence over everything yes. else no matter who the lead actor is no matter what the storyline is and how it differs from fucking avengers because dr strange isn't going to be in the infinity crisis series so is guardians of the galaxy yeah. so is avengers like this is all ramping up to this big opus sort of thing. Right. And that's what this story did was build in his place into the infinity. Exactly. Gauntlet. And you feel it. I mean, they're, they're visually, again, as we said, there's some extremely interesting, creative, cool stuff. Yes. Like if you were on fucking LSD, you'd be <laughs> losing your shit. Really? It's that sort of like ethereal mind play. He's looking at his hands and then his mm. fingers grow little hands. And then he's like, oh, yeah, spin, you know, like crazy. shit like that, where it's like completely like Twilight Zone stuff. And it's really cool. I yeah. really was geeking out. If you were taking mushrooms or some shit, you'd be fucking losing your mind. Right. But uh, interesting to note that this film uh, was in development for 30 years. Uh, the first what? script pen for it was by Bob Gale, who was a co-writer of Back to the Future uh, in 1986. And wow. then Wes Craven got involved with it. Wow. And he, before uh, the first Scream came out, he was going to do it. That fizzled. And um, then David S. Goyer was going to write and direct. Guillermo del Toro came on board to yeah, direct. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Mark Andrews, Jonathan Levine, Nikolai Arcel, and Dean Israelite were all people that were 
This totally. has gone through yeah, this has hands. gone through a lot of hands, and it finally landed on Scott Dick- Derrickson's. Uh, and I mean, I think he does a decent job within the blueprint. I think that Kevin Feige or Feige is the is the fucking maestro, and they bring mm-hmm. on directors and they bring on so and so. But at the end of the day, that's why I'm thinking about even if Taika's directing Thor three, it's still going to be a Marvel movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think yep. they have clear directives from the people with the that are writing the checks and that are like really overviewing creatively that they have this overarching story that needs to be told first before yeah, yeah. your own independent story. Yeah, of Doctor Strange. Of of Guardians of fucking the new Spider-Man. But Whatever. it works for it them money. from a financial perspective. Well, Doctor yeah. Strange was number one at the box office. It was number one, like, by far. And it's been critically well-received. Yeah. It's gone in the 90s on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's uh, been really well-received. I think there's some, yeah, I don't know, I feel like the story just sort of rushed along. Yeah. After the first act sort of felt like it was going to be this longer story. And then once he like is accepted into the fold, it just accelerates so quickly from like zero to 60. The first act you felt like this, okay, this is going to be a really like played out movie. Right. And as soon as Tilda Swinton accepts him into the teachings, he's like, he learns it and then he learns these spells. And yeah, how'd yeah. you know that spell? And how'd you get this? And I'm you so can't smart. do that. Yeah. And right. I have a photographic memory. Yeah. So I memorized all the spells and it's sort of like, wait a second. And then he gets the cloak and then he has the freaking infinity stone uh, charm around his neck. And he's now he's the most powerful one in the fucking convent yeah. or whatever the fuck it's sort of it's just sort of like wow that was quick well had this not been in the marvel setting up the infinity gauntlet like you're saying yeah it, and they did it as a standalone the way nolan did batman begins it could have been an origin story that really got into the origin yeah it would have been cool man it would have because he didn't go on the journey that we wanted him to go to get to the point where he was broken and realized he had to find a new way and then found it and it took time and training and everything. Right. I mean, there's a line in it where she says to his character, he says, how do I do this? And she says, what did you do to become a great s- surgeon? He says, study and practice. I mean, what is your That's 12, 13 years of, of your life. To be a surgeon. Yeah. So to become like an all powerful sorcerer. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that take a hundred years? I know. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not like, then they never really say how much time passes. Mm-hmm. And I said that in the movie, it would have been such an easy thing to do when he gets injured in a fight and he literally, that was pretty cool where they do this whole sort of thing between like science medicine and then astral medicine because he has to go back to the hospital with Rachel McAdams and get like literally like physical surgery because he can't right. fix it with his mind and this sort of they go back and forth but there was a point when he hadn't seen her and they get they have this giant falling out and there's some big continuity thing in that scene where they have the falling out before he goes oh, to yeah, the Himalayas because yeah. he's on some tablet and the doctor and it's like Windows product placement tablet <laughs> and the doctor's like I can't do it man there's no way and he's like fuck and he like pushes everything off the table dramatically yeah and then she walks in and he stands up and it cuts back to him and the tablet's back on yeah, the table yeah. and it has the windows logo and it's like oh come on like that was clearly, that was a big one and it yeah. was clearly like product placement like no nah, we need we paid for like eight seconds of yeah. windows logo or whatever but anyway so back to the point when he goes to see her after all that time all she had to do is be like Doctor Strange, like it's been five years, yeah, like or it's been two years. Where I haven't seen you, yeah. and, you know. But it was she was just like, oh, John, so good to see. You. Quick, lay down. Are you okay? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's like they never. Well, which suggests it hasn't been that much time, right. because you don't 
you're not going to have a reaction yeah. like that if yeah. it's been more than six months. It probably hasn't been like six months. No, you know? it felt like it was like a couple months. He's trained yeah. with Chuda Well to learn how to fight and to open up these these fiery portals. He learns how to open up the portals. And, he, and there are scenes where he like can't do it and they can do it and he can't focus and he needs to free his mind and open his third eye. And so there's like these training moments mm-hmm. that just felt really rushed. And yeah, and you don't really fully understand the sorcery. I mean, I realize we haven't even sort of explained that part here because it's kind of hard to explain. I mean, there's sorcerers that travel within dimensions and they mm-hmm. can use these like ring things they have. Oh, that, slide rings or that, whatever they're called. Yeah, that open up a, a portal that they walk through into a different location. Anywhere in the world. And that's cool visually. Like looper or jumper or like, whatever. Yes, yeah, yes. Just like that. And that is interesting, but they, you don't, I, I still, and maybe it's because I haven't read the comic, I, I still don't fully understand his powers and how they relate to the world and what this world is he's going into that's different dimensions and stuff. And is it outer space or is it truly just a different dimension? You mm. know, there's some things there that that don't 100% make sense to me. Well, it's, it's, um... Like he has the power to bend time with that time, that infinity stone, and so he's doing those sort of, so he can reverse time. And the, the the other thing that I thought was kind of a cop out is, without spoiling it too much, the way he sort of defeats this giant earth eating demon is just to continue to reverse time until mm-hmm. the demon is eventually like, okay, all right, I'll leave you alone. And yeah, like, that was kind of stupid. Actually, well, it's kind of like a like that's how you defeat the the giant you know yeah. main bad character and like the giant fight is left of just you like reversing time until he's finally like stop it okay <laughs> you know and it sort of was funny the first couple times when you're watching it but then you know and then after like oh that's just that's how you f- beat the demon like that's how you beat the world eating galactus character yeah you know just by annoying him enough to let him to have him fuck off well it would be kind of, kind of like groundhog day it was like groundhog yeah. day yeah because he just he has the ability to rewind time, and that's supposed to be like unethical among other sorcerers, right? Like you don't mess with the time because you can create, you know, the whole bending space time continuums and you know that whole butterfly effect thing, right? Right. So that's that. But like you said, you said it was a lot like eating Chinese food, where <laughs> while you're eating it, it's awesome and going down, and then once you're finished, you're sort of unsatisfied. And, and you're hungry. And you're still hungry. Yeah. And that's how I kind of felt leaving the theater. Yeah. It was like during the film with all the visuals and the trippy effects and the CGI and the cool scenes with Mads Michelson and the fighting. You're like, yeah, this is great. And then when you leave, you're sort of like, huh. It all seems sort of abrupt and yeah. a little rushed. A little sort of like rush to market kind of thing maybe. Yep. And they they definitely no not going to spoil this, but they definitely you know in the teaser segments at the end. There's two of them yeah, by the way. Right. Uh, so stay for the second one. They uh, they set up you know the next. They set up you Doctor know what's going to happen. They and well they set up Thor and they set up like and, him meeting the Avengers. Yeah. And apparently the scene shot at the t- at the end is end titles is is literally from the Thor, the third Thor movie. And they just use that footage for that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's to him, Dr. Strange talking to Thor. And basically Dr. Strange is like an ambassador to earth. Like, so are you going to stay out? You and your brother going to stay out? So I don't have to come visit you and Odin or some shit. Like, like he has that kind of power. How is he that? That's, and that was another issue I had is like, okay, 
is he really now an ambassador to Earth? How did this just happen? It happened so fast. I don't know. Was he like always there? He just was never introduced in the other movies kind of thing. Like what, yeah, what's the what's, timeline? Yes. He references Loki. He's like, you and your brother. So is this after Thor 2? Or that sort of sounds like it was after Thor 1. Yeah, it so does. Are going back and like Doctor Strange has been there since then. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's odd. Yeah. It's and the uh, Mordo character by yeah, uh, Chitowell. Chiwetel Chiwetel is uh, definitely set up as as for Doctor Strange too as being a bad guy. For sure. Won't tell you what happens, but right. stay for it. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, yeah. I it's. It's worth seeing. It it's, is worth seeing. And it is worth seeing in a theater. Like, there's a lot of visual stuff that is fun to see in a theater, I thought. And I got to talk a little bit about Mads Mikkelsen, who's my new main crush. I got to tell you, that he's guy is incredible. Hell yeah. What an actor, too. And he's 50 years old, and I he did a lot of, largely a lot of the stunts himself. And mm-hmm. the way he moves in that opening sequence, but also when they're just running through different cities, cities and, yeah, while they're moving side to side. Yeah. He's got such a kind of balletic, graceful, uh, you know, the way he moves is so like, almost like he's a dancer. It's incredible. He's, it is, well, yeah. And he's supposed to be the sort of monk trained monk anyway, yeah. you know, like trained fighting monks. So those guys have a certain way of moving about. That's not, you know, it's pretty contained. And he's very convincing. And yeah, he's good. I almost, I feel like he stole the film in terms of the performance. And that's saying a lot in a film with heavyweight actors in it. Mm-hmm. But to me, he was the standout performance. Yeah, I would say so. It was, he was good as the bad guy. And it really, he really kept the tension. He yeah. really believed him as a man with a purpose and his own purpose. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'd give this movie an eight. Maybe an eight. Yeah, no yeah, like more. Like I wouldn't give it more. I don't know that I'd fully give it, and I guess an eight. Eight from a visual perspective and a in entertaining and and I like Chinese food. When Me I'm too. It. I love it when I'm eating it. <laughs> You're sort of hungry in half an hour. Yeah, but yeah, I give it an eight for sure. It's yeah. worth seeing in theaters. Worth seeing in theaters. So check it out and uh, go to our website for more information on our review for Dr. Strange. Strange, strange. That's uh, thehmcnetwork.com. Bows.